0: Welcome back to Fitness Manifesto. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and joining me is...
1: Justin, welcome to this new show that we've started, which focuses on life, awesomeness, friendship, and fitness as a whole. Happy freaking New Year. And for those that don't know, we actually recorded the week before Christmas, and we took the last week of the year off. So this is our first recording in uh, two weeks, I think. So welcome back. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Yep.
0: Happy New Year to you too and Happy New Year to all of our listeners.
1: I have news for you, Kim's Kelly's aunt was telling us they have a Peloton. Here's how it works. So when you're in New York on the app, you can book a session and it's $35. And there's no lottery. There's nothing else. You just basically look and they open up the week's classes for two weeks. There's nothing you have to do other than sign up for them. So if we ever want to That's funny do it-
0: because I Googled that. Oh, okay. Like you, you can Google and they fill up crazy fast. So I think we would have to plan 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 our trip around getting into the studio
1: absolutely
0: and it fills up quick
1: well what we can do is we can have i'll see if because she lives there if there's anything special that she can do and see if we can get in so for those that don't know we are huge peloton people again peloton if you are ever wanting to give out sponsorships we are here for you Uh, (laughs) i know what your big gift was for christmas i want you to tell everyone here what it was because it's pretty exciting
0: Oh, it's so exciting. I got a road bike. My husband surprised me with one and now I get to start training. I'm so excited.
1: Well, and tell them what we're going to be doing. This is exciting.
0: Okay. So backtrack many, many years ago. I don't know how far in depth do you want me to go with this, Justin?
1: No, I just want to tell them what you and I are going to be doing.
0: <laughs> we're going to ride the MS-150. Hang
1: on. Stop for a second.
0: That's my... what we're doing, right?
1: Yes, but uh, I, I'm dying to know what was this going back in time thing? Tell me.
0: I was I was going to tell them that I was diagnosed with MS. Oh, And okay. I, I have MS and I was diagnosed, let's see, Abigail was, she was still a baby. She was still in a carrier whenever I had my second attack. And at that time, I didn't know what it was. So we started jumping down the rabbit hole. We were talking about possibly having another baby. And my husband's like, well, you got to carry a baby carrier. Plus, you'll have Abba as a toddler. And then, of course, T.J., And so I thought it was my shoulder because I was doing push-ups and I heard a loud pop on my shoulder and I couldn't get myself back up off the ground. We started going to a shoulder doctor and he said it wasn't, my shoulder was fine. It was, he said possible MS neurological. I needed to go see a neurologist. And so- Hang on, I'm not trying
1: to cut you off just because, you know, for someone like me that doesn't really know anything about this, what was the episode like? What, I know you went to, you're talking about the going to the shoulder doctor, that kind of stuff, but like what actually happened? Like you heard a pop, he said, Like What happened?
0: Yes. I lost all like I didn't have any strength in my arm. I couldn't pick myself back up. It was, it's all right here and like by my shoulder blade and it goes up into my neck. Still to this day, sometimes doing push-ups and stuff, you can see that I've lost a lot of strength right there. Fast forward, I went to a neurologist, did spinal taps. I did multiple MRIs and I was diagnosed with MS. My first attack happened when we were up in Wyoming. It was on my lower back and And with that, you know, I lifted heavy weights. I mean, we were squatting and deadlifting and I could hardly get myself up off the ground. It it would take me a little bit. I couldn't just jump up and be like, let's go. And I mean, it was excruciating pain. It hurts so bad.
1: So just out of curiosity, so did it just happen like one day you were doing this and it just it just came out of the blue? So describe yep. to us what, so you, you just all of a sudden had this crazy pain. Like what, t- tell us about it.
0: I thought originally that I had injured my lower back deadlifting. And so I went to the doctor. I mean, cause it's, it would take me minutes to even get up and I was in tears just to get up. It hurt. I mean, I can't even explain to you how painful it was. So I made it to the doctor, I did like an MRI. And they said I had herniated discs in my lower back, they wanted to do cortisone injections, which okay, so I went in for a couple of the cortisone injections, hoping that it would help over time, it did relieve, and it was fine. And then we moved down here, fast forward to Abigail was born. And then that episode happened with my shoulder. And then I went to the neurologist and did Everything, like I said previously, the spinal taps and the MRIs and the blood work and, I mean, so, everything.
1: So I don't know how you get diagnosed with it. I mean, do you have to go through all those things or is it a, like, how, okay, so it's a combination yep. of things they look at.
0: Yeah, the last thing that they did was the spinal tap. And then through there, they tested it and they see all, like, the lesions up in my brain. Essentially, my body is attacking each other. So when that happened, it's eaten the myelin off of my nerve endings, which resulted in the attacks and then of course the weakening of the muscles still to this day my right foot drops out it's called foot drop which is part of the ems so a lot of the times if you see me i am not drunk when i trip over my foot it's just part of it it has eaten that part and my foot doesn't fully lift up so i'll eventually have to get a brace to help me walk yeah
1: well i mean to add a little levity to this so first of all thank you for being so open and honest about this because i have a few more questions i I don't know about and I, i know our audience is going to freaking just eat this up because it's fascinating. And we're just, what an awesome example of just bad, awesome
0: sauce
1: you are, but let's be real here that you do trip over your legs because you're drunk as well. I mean, I I don't want to, let's not lie about that fact. Is that fair?
0: If that was the case, it'd be a lot more fun. (laughs) I could laugh at myself a lot more if that were the case.
1: I mean, I would have never known that you had MS because I've known you almost a little over a year now. Yep. Until you told me like that was and and, and that you own it and that you're so open about, I think is so encouraging and awesome on just so many fronts. But kind of another question I have for you is exercising, I'm sure is, is good for this though, right? Isn't that like something you want to do? It
0: is. I always said it would not define who I am ever. Even when I was first diagnosed, was I a wreck because of it? Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to have, you know, a disease that in the end could put you in a wheelchair, but it it wasn't going to define who I was. The most important things is you got to keep your body strong. You got to keep showing up for yourself. You've got to eat better. You've got to, you know, get sleep. I have found if I don't sleep a lot, then I trip over my foot worse because my body is just exhausted. Overheating. If you overheat your body, is, is bad too.
1: Okay. That's interesting to me because I know like the two big areas that they're exploring a lot in science that I'm fascinated by are infrared heat, right? To like heat up your body and and go that route. The other one is cold therapy and cryotherapy and stuff. So would cryo be better for you then, than heat? Is that, or- The extremes. They good.
0: actually say either extreme is not good. And actually, yeah. if I get cold, it's harder for my leg to lift up too. But when it gets cold, it's like, it just doesn't work very well. Like I can't run anymore. I was, I've always soccer and track and basketball and anything. I, I can't run anymore. So yeah. We walk like I'm, I'm an old person.
1: Well, no, that's not true at all. I mean, first of all, walking is great exercise. I think that doesn't get enough credit, seriously. And I've been with you countless occasions. You do not walk like an old person. You don't need a walker. Walk you don't need slow. I walk slow. See, I don't even think that's the case. I think you're more cognizant of it because you live it right? But I think from right, an outside right. perspective, I would never notice because I've been on many places with you that we walked and parties and things like that and never noticed. So I I, I don't, I think you're selling yourself short in terms of your pace.
0: I, I don't know about that, but well, thank you.
1: <laughs> because it's an autoimmune disease. Is it Right. Hereditary or is it, how do you get it?
0: From what they said, it's not hereditary. And I've researched it and I've looked into it and I don't, I got nothing.
1: Okay. So just bad luck. I mean, some things are just that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it stuff happens, you know?
1: Well, no, because I've got deterioration in one of my spine things. And the best part was, I remember when I got diagnosed, I was like 16. I was having trouble. And like you, I was not going to let it get me down at all, especially at 16. Like I was a huge swimmer training for the Olympics, like all these things. It was so funny because the doctor's like, well, you know, it's just bad luck. I want to look at him and I'm like, thank you, Blake. It's it's, just, I
0: don't want to know. What a jerk thing to say.
1: Like, it's just, just bad luck. I'm like, well, first of all, you're a tool. Secondly, I'm going to prove you wrong because I'm the type of person that, you know, my, my, instead of saying, oh, you're right. I'm going, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. X amount of years later, I I like to think that I am. So, so wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Back up. When you say spine thing, what are you talking about?
1: I have deterioration. I can't remember. It's between, it's my uh, thoracic. So it's somewhere up in here. It's my, I think five and six. I have deterioration, cartilage and bone deterioration in there. And I've had it since I was 16. And it's funny because everyone, it's one of those things that again, and I think you found this too, how crazy amazing the human body is. Because everyone that's seen my x-rays and my MRIs have gone like, you know, they just look at me like, how are you doing what you're doing? And I'm just like, Because one, I don't let it get me down. Two, I do everything to make sure that it doesn't get worse and I take care of myself. And again, someday, will it get to me? Probably. But am I going to let it get to me today? No.
0: Right. Yeah, I'll tell you, Are you? is it painful?
1: No, it's weird. So like when I was traveling all the time, like literally 50 weeks out of the year, you sleep in a hundred different beds, right? Beds, I noticed it would really affect it. I sleep on a Tempur-Pedic here and sleeping on certain types of beds, I noticed it really affected it. And it's not pain, like it's not like a sharp pain. It's like a dull kind of ache. The other time I notice is like, if I'm doing a lot of back strength and not stretching, I will notice it, but most of the time it doesn't bother me knock on wood.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I was in a lot of pain, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So bad that, you know, they did crazy opioids. I mean, they were giving me some strong pain pills. One of my doctors was, and I, the only time I'd ever take them is of course uh, my husband, Ted had to be home or else I wouldn't take them. Cause I mean, if the kids woke up, somebody had to be, you know, present. So, um, I remember when I woke up and my world was spinning and I was like, Nope, I'm done and I haven't taken any sense because I just I don't want to lift like that. I didn't like that feeling to feel that I wasn't in control or you know just I didn't like that. So I don't I don't take if I take anything I'll do naproxen which is a leave which is very very rare. Um I love Biofreeze. I'll put Biofreeze on if it's bothering me. I mean I've even done I got trigger point injections done on my back. They drew a diamond And that was a process. And then I also got Botox injections done for pain on my shoulder and on my neck.
1: I've heard that. That's like, it's supposed to be pretty incredible. Did it work or no? No. It's the
0: worst thing I've ever done. Like
1: from a pain standpoint or?
0: Did I do it two or three times? And where they do it, if they put too much in, your neck would drop down and- Your shoulder feels real heavy. And we biked to school. And whenever I couldn't turn around and look at my daughter who was behind me, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I mean, it was honestly the worst thing ever. And my new doctor now says that they don't even recommend that anymore for people with MS. I was like, interesting, because it was pushed so much for a while to help with pain. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I told Ted, I was like, "Uh uh-uh,
1: nope. Well, one of the things that people don't ever talk about that I think needs, again, I think our medical system is just so effed up on so many levels. Like, I just think, although we're very lucky to live here, I think that like, it's insane that we can't know how much anything costs. Like it's just, it's a roll the dice thing. So you go in for a procedure and you just get a bunch of weird. Thank you, Blake. One of the things that people don't talk about is that doctors do, it's almost impossible for doctors to make a decent living now because of wages and that sort of thing. So they offer services like Botox, all these additional services because they can pay cash and they get a lot more money with that. It's funny that These things go in vogue because they want to be making a good amount of income, like they did in the '80s and '90s and early 2000s. Whereas Medicare rates haven't kept up with inflation and everything else, and so it's just interesting that I bet it—you know—they were doing it because, yes, they thought it. You know, most doctors are very ethical and they're not doing it for anything bad, but they're also doing it because they, you know, they want to make a decent living. It lines
0: it lines their pocket. And this was a pain doctor that I was going to to help manage pain.
1: What you were in so much pain? I mean, because I've had really bad back pain. Probably not nowhere near where yours was, but it was debilitating. And really painful and, and hard to move and all that stuff. I mean, you you do great now. So, what did you do? Was it all that stuff that led up to this to get rid of the pain, or do you how did you get rid of that pain? I, I guess
0: I still tr- I still struggle sometimes, and if I do, if it's bothering me, I. Honestly, I will spray Biofreeze all right here on my neck and down into my shoulder. I don't do the roll-on. The menthol percentage is a lot lower than the actual spray. For a while there, I couldn't even wear a strap like on my shoulder because any type of pressure on my shoulder, it was terrible. Oh my god, it was it was miserable. But I mean, if it's bothering me, I just I'll take some naproxen. So
1: you, because you're really talking heavily about your shoulder here and stuff. Now, is your lower back not bothering you as much anymore?
0: It depends. Sometimes okay. it will. Bother 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 me, but mainly it's my right shoulder that bothers me.
1: For those that, because again, I really didn't know. I knew about the MS-150, the ride. I knew about MS because my parents are doctors, right? That kind of thing. I've I've heard of it. I didn't know much about it because I think, you know, I mean, you're, you're a testament on many levels to perseverance for strength, for awesome, just everything. What advice would you give someone that either, you know, just got diagnosed or is going through this that you have found really worked for you? Because again, one thing I do want to stipulate here is that it's not going to be a universal program. Right, what works for you may not work for someone else, especially when it comes to neurological and autoimmune diseases. It's unique to each person. But what has worked really well for you to help you have not only the great attitude you have, but keep—I mean, dear God, you were a spin instructor. (laughs) I mean, so and I loved it. You were badass,
0: awesome sauce.
1: I said it. So, I mean, what what would you tell someone, or what advice would you give someone?
0: Okay, whenever all of this started going on, I would always say, "God woke me up for a reason." I am here. I've got oxygen, oxygen in my lungs. I am here for a reason. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Wake up. Be positive. Even through the pain, be positive because it's when you turn negative is when um, it can go south really, really quick. Baby steps. Take it a little at a time. You're not going to be rocking it in the weight room just the next day. Listen to your body again like we talk about find something positive in the negative. Do I have MS? Yes. Do I enjoy the pain and everything that I had to go to or even what I still have to do? I still have to get MRIs done. Every year, blood draws and all sorts of make sure my liver is working right. You know, there's just find the good in it. And just don't ever give up on yourself. Don't let your body down. Keep your body strong eat good exercise keep a smile on your face well
1: i think that's it's great hard. advice of it's hard it's hard
0: but you need to i mean really
1: absolutely because the alternative is is so much dire that i mean why would you want that for yourself either and so i read an article on this new telescope that got released called the web telescope have you heard about this web it's a telescope, but it's like a bunch of things in one. Anyways, it's floating through space right now, and it's taking these unbelievable pictures. What it made me realize was, because I've never seen the universe that way. In fact, no one here has, really. It's, it's I think, a thousand times better. I may be wrong on this, but than the Hubble telescope. So, I mean, it, it, the images are just unreal. And what they're finding is everything's connected even more than we thought. In this telescope, you can see, like, stars actually forming in our galaxy, and they can see, like, now how it actually starts, and it's just... It's crazy and all these things. And so the reason I bring it up is one, if you ever want like inspiration to think about how small you are in this. Place. Every time that we think we get this massive ego and how important we are, taking a look at some of those pictures that are real is incredibly awesome to see because it's, it's just, it's so beautiful, one and two. It, it just shows you that there's so much more out there. And right. it helps humble you to the point where it shows that, look, your impact, you have an impact. And it ripples through everything. Whether you are a, a super spiritual person like you are and go to church or you're someone who doesn't go to church, I think we all can get an impact from understanding that we all play a piece in this and that we're all important here, right? Your actions have reactions somewhere down the line, whether it's the person next to you, right. whether it's wherever. And I think that you living the life that you're choosing to live is is having a big impact on others. And I think that that is a really cool thing to see and to know that you're choosing a different path than a lot of people take. You're being proactive. You're really trying to stay on top of this and do, you know, get the longevity out of this that you can. I think it's just awesome on so many fronts.
0: Well, thank you. Well, same goes to you with, you know, everything going on with you and your neck. Having anything wrong is, it can be discouraging to wake up and be like, I hurt today. I don't want to do anything. Is that the choice you're going to make though? Or are you going to be like, oh, maybe I'll feel better on the other side. Maybe if I do this, I may not be able to get through all of it, but maybe if I start, I'll feel a little better. So you never know.
1: Most of the time as a human being, you go to the fact that this is forever. It's permanent. Like I'm screwed. Right. Right. right it's impermanent. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing. I know that someone's going to probably write in and go, a diamond does. A diamond doesn't even last forever. I guess that's important To That's how I sometimes go through these things. Like when I had a flare up, I think my last one was probably four years ago, something like that. And it was my lower back and I had, it just like clenched up to the point where I couldn't even dress myself. Like I, I groaned getting in out of bed, like everything hurt. And it took me probably three, four weeks to get out of it. And then since then, I've been doing everything to never get in that again. What got me through it was realizing that, look, it's not permanent. So just keep going. But it could
0: be if you give up and if you give in and if you just stop, if you just come to a stop and do nothing and- think that I'm done for, then it could be. It very much could be. It's why it's so important to keep moving. Keep going forward. Keep being positive. You're there. You are here for a reason.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things that I found probably a decade ago that I read was this book called, I think it's called Born to Run. He interviews these people down in Mexico, Plateau, and there are running people. They run up these crazy hills and down and all the time. Their, their entire culture is based on running in these extreme conditions, and they love it. But the biggest thing that they, that blew me away was that a lot of them continue to run into their sixties and seventies and they'll sprint up hills. They have lower heart rates than most people, all these things. And so if you ever are struggling and are having just a hard time, whatever, one of the things I find is really important is to look outside of your frame of reference for things that seem impossible. Yes, whatever you think is possible probably is. And don't put your own limitations on it. Keep going for it. Keep pushing. Keep going because either you or someone else will prove science of it wrong.
0: Well, and it just shows right there the power that's in movement. The more you move, it just shows how powerful it is. But if you do nothing and sit there, it shows the opposite. But, but if you get up th- and move, do it. Move.
1: We're going to take it deep for a second here. Why not only do I keep try to move every day, and exercise at least, you know, 360 days a year is I learned that your lymphatic system, it's one of the only systems in your body, which is for those that don't know, the lymphatic is the way you fight your infections and everything else. It produces your white cells, your T cells, all that kind of stuff. It basically flushes your system. And lymphatic does not move unless you move. And so there really is not only power and movement in many ways, you actually will f- recover most likely qu- more quickly because everything you're, system that's used to fight off infection doesn't work unless you are moving.
0: Right. Right. We are so stuck on devices nowadays. I mean, we constantly have something in our face. Constantly. Everybody has 30 minutes in a day. That's all it takes. Start there. If you need to start smaller, start 15 minutes everybody has it put down your device and move if you can't afford the jam or don't want to pay for it there's other alternatives that you can do
1: there's a lot you had mentioned 30 minutes i would say you have the time at your disposal it's how you spend it that matters a lot of people say i don't have the time well what are your priorities you know what are you doing during that time that's not allowing you to have the time for yourself that you need because self-care is as important as anything else you're doing like i was talking with blake earlier today and it was really funny because we were talking about the notion of if you're not spending it on the time that matters and on recovery, you're not going to be as creative. You're not going to be as productive. You're not going to be as happy. And yet, especially in Western culture, we are so wrapped around the dollar and the power of money that we've lost connection to what really matters in so many ways. And it's very, it's just interesting. And I know I can't wait to hear people's comments on that one part because I know it's going to be quite a few opinions on that, but it's true. It is true. And there's so many, Things that are much more important. I think having kids has really helped me realize that working with people like you, having friends, like you you go through all these different experiences with other people and you see what they're going through and it shows you that there's so much more in life than what we are taught in many ways.
0: I have never heard of this either, which... I'm sure I have just never paid attention to it. New Year's Day, Justin does something called digital detox. Explain to our audience exactly what a digital detox is. Sure.
1: So um, one of the things that I'm I'm committing to this year is one full day a month, at least I'm going to go digitally detox. What does that mean? That means I am not going to use any form of my computer, my phone, anything electronic, period, that day. And on New Year's, it was uh, funny because I woke up and i it was Sunday. I pulled out my phone and Kelly looked at me immediately and goes, put that down. And I literally sent a couple of texts and then I put it down. And I didn't touch it. And then I waited the full 24 hours before I even looked at stuff. I think it may have even gone yeah, 25. because you,
0: you had texted me and you're like, because we were supposed to have a call. And you're like, well, I forgot about this. Kelly reminded me.
1: It's funny because I, I live on my phone. I live on my computer. I mean, you do too. And it it's, I didn't miss it like at all. There was no point in the day when I was like, I wonder what's happening here. Instead, New Year's, I think we went bowling if I remember right. And then we did like, we just played games and had fun all day and just hung out as a family. And it was one of those like, very, it was just awesome. And I think it's just really important to do things like that.
0: So what? Did anybody in your family get a device or did they all shut it
1: off? Everybody shut everything off. I'll tell you, Seth had a hard time at first. A couple hours into it, yeah, there's probably a little bit of fatigue. And then after that, it was, in fact, the next day on Monday, because they were still out of school, he didn't ask for it till like one or so in the afternoon. It was like, oh, crap, I forgot I was supposed to get together with yeah. Ben. It, it was fun like to see that, that it, it was nice to have him also realize that it's not as important as we all think it is.
0: Right. No, I agree with that. That's good.
1: Kim, this was a badass.
0: Awesome sauce.
1: This episode, it, it was really fun to hear your story. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. I'm not shy about it. So, I mean, I will take any questions for it. Just don't let it define you. And, and to hear people, like, especially when I was an instructor or you know, just in general, people who hear that I have MS, they will look at me and be like, I didn't know that. You don't look like it. No. Because it doesn't own me. It doesn't define me. So I have to wrap us back to our last episode that we did at the end of the year. We said that there were going to be some changes. And what that meant was, what were we going to change?
1: So we're going to change our logo. And we're also going to change kind of the the theme of the show, where before it was really 100% fitness focused. And what we decided to do is we're going to keep the name because we love it. And I think it works for the show. But we're letting you and the rest of the world know that fitness isn't just about how you physically feel. It's about your body, soul, mind, your spirit. It's all those things together. And so What we're gonna keep diving into here, and you'll hear throughout this year and many more to come, hopefully, different types of interviews, different conversations, the same amount of humor, if not more, but getting into different areas of topics that help round out fitness as a whole. Is that fair?
0: Yep, because fitness is not just working out. There's so many different levels to it. So I mean, we were even tossing up different names, and when even looking at it, it was not us and it was not who we were.
1: Here's to an awesome 2023. For not only this show, but for each of us and to everyone out there.
0: Yes. Happy New Year's, y'all. And 2023 is going to be awesome.
1: And that concludes today's episode of The Fitness
0: Manifesto. I know you guys enjoyed it.
1: And Kim, I want to say thank you to you and to our audience for making this podcast what it is.
0: Yes, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys.
1: And stay tuned for the next episode.